Here's Paul Martin and Ray the Roadie for the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. How you doing today, Paul? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Ray? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm kind of excited this week. Who's on tap for uh, uh, this week's podcast? Who's on tap? Uh, we're talking to Tony Ingala from um, the band Joker. Joker? Uh, is Joaquin Phoenix going to be here too? No, 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 no. Not that Joker. You're a joker. <laughs> well, I know Cesar Romero's not going to be here either. Yeah, so, no. no, no, no. We're talking with Tony and Gala from from the band Joker. Now, some of you may remember them from uh, from the uh, late '80s or early '90s. Uh, they were a Chicago band that played quite a bit around uh, around town and around the uh, around the Chicago area. But, yeah, they they were broke up for a little while and got back together uh, back about uh, 2013, I think it was, and. Yes, They're rocking the rocking the clubs once again. Yes, they, yes, they are. So let's uh, let's get uh, get uh, started with Tony and Gala and uh, from the band Joker to the Batcave, Batman. Aha, uh-huh. let's go, uh, Albert. Hey, this is Paul Martin and Ray the Roadie for the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. We're down in beautiful downtown Joliet, Illinois, at the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 at our new studio. Pretty cool here. Joining us today is Tony Ingala from Joker. How's it going, Tony? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, Good. thanks for coming. Thanks this place for is really, really cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Very cool. Um, so, so, Tony, start us out with the band uh, Joker. Uh, start, start us off telling uh, how the band got started. Okay. Um, the band, you know, we got started back in, uh, believe it or not, 1985. And okay. we were kind of all leftovers from various cover bands um in the early 80s and what happened was as far as joker goes you know music kind of shifted mtv as you guys know was formed and i think a lot of us were like yeah this is something that you know we want to we want to pursue and get into you know we we were all influenced obviously by 70s rock you know your your zeppelin and van halen and journey and all that kind of stuff so as it graduated to more of the heavier pop rock i'll call it because joker was never a a metal band anything like that um i think those sounds really turned us on to where you know we wanted to start doing something like that so we formed in 85 and then uh, we had a pretty good run i think through 1994 when we uh kind of called it quits for the time being now were you another band before prior to that or I was in cover bands prior to that. Um, my very first band um, was called High Voltage, and I think this was in maybe 80 or 81. I was 15 or 16 years old, not to give my age away, but 80 or 81, it was predominantly a cover band. Um, oh, gosh, Journey Sticks, REO, Leonard Skinner, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, we ended up forming our, our own cover band, and it was called Frequency, and and. That's really the the vehicle that enabled me as a vocalist to kind of, uh, you know, get into it a little more. And plus, you know, it was mostly high school friends, you know, that were doing it. You know, funny story is, is, is a good friend of mine and yours, Frank Papalardo, was in the band Rampage. And Rampage at the time sure. was uh, working with a company called Elite Entertainment. 
if you remember, right, Elite, right. Elite Entertainment, they were a, a booking agency and they were solely responsible for booking most of the mixers, senior proms, junior proms and stuff like that in sure, high school. Sure. So they had this rock and roll show plan that Rampage would go all over the Midwest and do the history of rock and roll during a 40 minute class period. Right. Instead of doing the donkey basketball right. or something like that, right. they would come in and their pitch was, hey, let us come in for free in your auditorium and we'll put on a show for 40 minutes during the class time. Right. The catch was we're coming back at night and doing, and doing a, show. a concert for right. five bucks or whatever. Right. So Rampage did that for years. And I don't know what happened with them, but suddenly maybe they just became popular and they need another band. So they asked Frequency, the band I was in, to do it. So here I am now, 16 years old, I in see. high school still, going out and playing 200 dates a year. <laughs> that's cool. As the history yeah. of rock and roll. So that's kind of cool. what happened with that band Frequency. And after that... I think we all just kind of grew up, and a couple of us were, got really interested in wanting to write original music. So that's kind of how Joker was formed. Now, who are the other members of the band? Um, the members of the band, we have Mike Stone to the bone on drums. Um, he's been a, a long mainstay. Um, Nick Sikich is our guitarist, and he, he's come through you know the ropes through the, uh, the um, Cal City kind of area. Oh, hey, nice. um, Brian Smollers on bass. My own neighborhood. Dan. Your own yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Smollers on bass. We have Joe Marabelli. Um, on guitar, and right now, currently, our lineup consists of Todd Loizel on keyboards, and that's a whole different story how Todd became involved with us, but, but it's a very good story. He's a very good collaborator and a great friend. So tell us about your relationship with Todd uh, Loizo and Gary Loizo. Well, here, here's how that happened. So back in the day, we were recording with Gary over at Pumpkin Studios. Um, we were recording the Cool Deal album, and um, again, we spent eight hours a day there for probably five or six months it was it was best times of our lives so um gary was a blessing to us he uh he was very patient with us and i haven't been um through the ropes and having gold records with sticks and 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 stuff like that so what happened was is is you know we recorded the 10 tracks um there and somewhere along the way there's a discussion that came up and said you know what these songs would sound really good with some keyboards in them you know as filler or whatever it may be because at the time we we didn't have keyboardists the, key, sure. the keys that we used on our prior record um and on stage would be either the guitarist jeff or our guitarist joey doubling right on stage live right so when the songs Double were guitar harmonies you mean right no 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 oh. no no so so the luxury of Joker was we always had two guitarists, which right. means right. if we had a keyboard on stage, one of them could play the keyboard oh, and, you I didn't see, lose, I see. and you didn't lose the rhythm oh, because you had the right, second right. guitarist. Okay, so, right. okay. so that's the way that happened. So somewhere along the way in the studio at Pumpkin, you know, Gary was like, no, I got someone that could, that could fill in some keys and so on and so forth. So sure enough, it was his son, Todd. Right. And I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I was... We recorded Cool Deal. I think I was 26 or 27, so Todd must have been 20, a young a young man. Right. And he had his own band at the time, Dreams, which is a pretty good, popular Chicago band, also. Sure. Um, that you know did a lot of great original tunes. So what happened was we would come back, you know, maybe the next week after taking a two or three day break from the studio, and suddenly these songs had these awesome keyboard parts on it. Nice. Yeah. And they're like, cool. uh, Gary, when you know. Where did this come from? Oh, it's my son Todd, and Todd would be in and out, but it wasn't like we ever had a relationship right. with him during it. And, and then, so what happened was we ended up, 
you know, releasing the record and, and, and it was great and people loved it and the keyboard parts were great and everything. And it wasn't until a reunion show in 2015 when we finally had our reunion show, 15 or 16, um, Todd's dad, Gary, had just passed Right. Um, the year prior and the show was in May. So I reached out to Todd and I said, hey, Todd, Tony Gala here, I, uh, we're thinking of doing a reunion Joker show. You know, we haven't played in 20 years and we would really love for you to be part of it. Um, the idea was to play the full Cool Deal record from start to finish mm-hmm. and then, you know, take it from there. And Todd was like, I would love to. It'd be great. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, so that's, that's, awesome. how we, that's how we got back together with Todd. We did some rehearsals. Todd is an extremely polished musician, so it didn't take him long to... Re, it didn't take him as long as it took us to relearn those songs. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that yeah. um, part of the cool um, part of the cool deal. Get it on the reunion show is we had a, um, a big video board and Joe, oh, okay. Joey, who does all of our video editing right now, put together a uh, a full hour video to play along with our set as we were playing it. Nice. And part of it. And it, and it really choked up Todd and Todd. I'm sorry for it. What was at the studio, and we got full footage of at the studio recording cool oh, with Gary cool. and oh, that's stuff. Cool. So he had he didn't even see the video or anything prior to being on stage. And here we are, calling him <laughs> up on stage uh, to, to play this song that he was instrumental in helping us write. Right. And the video of his dad behind playing, us. Playing behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Now speaking of videos, it killed him. Speaking of the videos and all, isn't there somebody in the in your group that has a YouTube channel? That's right. That's right. Um, Joey runs a YouTube channel. It's called Chubby Likes, actually. Okay. Chubby Likes, and which is a song that Joey wrote, by the way. And right. hopefully one day he'll release it. It's a great, poppy little song. But any, anyhow, you could find probably 40 or 50 Joker videos, live Joker videos, as well as montages on that page, Chubby Likes. Okay, sounds good. Now you had, are you, are you still recording with uh, Todd Loizzo? We are. That's we do all of our recording right now at the Little Pumpkin Room in uh, Plainfield. So, so we're carrying on tradition. Todd is an amazing engineer and producer. So, so we're super happy to to rekindle that back at the reunion show and then keep it going even further. So. And you have all these old videos from uh, from the uh, from the past, right? We do. We do. Mike, our drummer Mike's father, believe it or not, would come to every show and videotape every single show. I mean, there's, awesome. there's, hundreds, so cool. there's hundreds of them. Yeah. There's hundreds of them. That's so cool. As a matter of fact, I was at my father's house two weeks ago and rummaging through his garage, right? And sure enough, I find a milk crate of Joker videos and I'm looking at them. I'm like, it says Joker Chicago Rehearsal Studio Showcase for Atlantic Records. Wow. So I called, wow. I called Joey up and I say, Joey, do you have this video? He's like, no, I don't have it. So what's weird is Mike's dad would record these videos, maybe not give them all to Mike, who then gave them to Joey, but he gave them to my dad. Wow. That's very cool. <laughs> so my dad was sitting on this treasure and I just finally gave it to Joey last week and Joey's going to put together a video of it. That's so, awesome. So That's it, yeah, cool. it's interesting. That's awesome. Now, besides Todd, are you all original members? We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We had a couple different, we had a different bass player and a guitarist when Joker formed. Um, but what happened was, is as, as we got more popular, um, these two individuals, and, and they're good people, but I think they got scared and we ended up getting like an indie deal and we were signing, you know, a record contract and they were like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Wait, what does this mean? So they kind of, uh, 
um, help themselves out. And then that's where we discovered, you know, we got Nick and Brian in the band. And since then, it's been that since 88. Well, the way I understand, like when you first formed, you kind of got just reeled in. You weren't even a member. You went in for a, a practice session or something well, and their singer wasn't doing it. Well, that, I, don't, I don't know how you heard this story, but that's 100% true. What happened was frequency had broken up, right? And I was with my buddy, Jeff, who was a really fabulous, talented guitarist. And I don't know, maybe six or eight months went by. I decided I was going to be a drummer and bought myself a nice candy apple red double bass <laughs> drum kit. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to be a drummer. And uh, so I, I think I sat in my mom's basement for six months or so just cranking out drums and everything. And one day I got a call and he was like, hey, why don't you stop by our rehearsal spot? You know, we're right up the street on 79th Street. So sure enough, I went there and they were still called Frequency. It wasn't Joker, but they were doing a whole bunch of different covers. And the singer they had was just like, eh, I think it was flat on everything he sang and he didn't know the lyrics. So just, I don't know. It just kind of sucked me in. They're like, hey, you want to sing a song? I was like, okay. Yeah. And that's all it took. I that's sang cool. a song, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's pretty now cool. He's back. So that's exactly what happened. That's and cool. from there, I guess that our minds got together, and we're like, "We really want to write some songs and stuff like that." And that's really how Joker was formed. How the name come about? I don't think we had a, a working name at the time, but I think that since we're all uh, students of. Uh, being smart asses for the most part, you know, people just know, you got a bunch of jokers and stuff like that. So, so I think that kind of just stuck in, 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 uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun name to have for sure. Especially now with the new movie out. <laughs> uh, you, you'd be, you'd be, you probably wouldn't be surprised to know that I was getting Facebook messages last week saying, hey man, congrats on your, uh, on your premiere tonight. <laughs> you know, just joker in with me, I guess. And I was like, yeah, thanks. It was pretty cool. Well, you could, you could, uh, you could build off of that uh, fame of the movie, the success of the movie, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think at, at this point in our career, though, that they would probably own more of the rights to, to do yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, on Facebook, if you're promoting an event, you can actually pay money to have your event be seen by sure. more people. Right. I right. tried to do that two weeks ago for our event coming up. Here's the shameless plug at 115 Bourbon Street on November 9th. Okay. Um, but so I tried to get throw some money to it, and not a lot of money, but so you make the audience bigger who's sure. going to see it. And sure enough, I got a message back from Facebook saying that I may have violated some copyright oh boy. things. Wow. Because, yeah. And I'm reading through the ad that I place, and I'm like, it's got to be the name Joker and what's going on sure. right yeah. now yeah. in the movie. So I'm like, all right, Facebook, if you don't want my 50 bucks to boost my head, then that's <laughs> yeah. fine. And we're yeah. still going to have a great draw. So Yeah, excellent. That's yeah. cool. So, so now you talked about writing. Who um, who does most of the writing and and um, and it's different. It's different now than it was back in the '90s. So okay. back in the '90s, Joker, we were a full time band. So we all literally quit any daytime jobs that we had, and we did rehearse and we're together every single day, Monday through Friday, writing for five hours. So that's the way in the past. It's the way it used to be. That's the way yeah, it used yeah. to be. The songs when we were younger and we did, we had less responsibilities and everything, so we would all get together in a room and hash it out. And what I mean hash it out, I mean argue. <laughs> As you know, when you're in a band, that's what it is. Rehearsals yeah. are for arguments too, but anyhow. So that's how we would do. Someone would have an idea, it's usually, um, back then, it was it was Joey, Brian, or Nick would come in with a guitar idea, and potentially maybe a chorus, a, a vocal uh, melody to a chorus, and then it would take off from there. Um, it was a lot different back then writing those tunes because again, you're with each other 20 hours a week and you get right. a lot done.
these days, it's a little different. These days, the idea of it is still the same where Joey or Nick or Brian um, or even myself would have a guitar part or potentially um, a verse and a chorus and that kind of thing. But now it's kind of done to where we let each writer and Joker go ahead and f- go ahead. That's your song. I see. You know, go ahead sure. and finish the song. If you need collaboration to finish the vocal or the lyrics of the vocal, I'm more than willing we'll to do that. We'll be glad to help. Sure. We'll be glad to help. But we find that in our limited time now, it's much easier to write songs if someone has kind of the whole idea right. down and, and then presents it and says, hey, here's the song I have. What do you think? And then, of course, you know, you take studio liberties on vocals and, and right. you know, bass parts and drum parts and stuff. But generally, you know, these days, it's usually one person's full idea. And to be honest, I think it works a lot better for us five, I should say us six with Todd, that that person's song, he has the say-so Right. On how the song goes. Because you know what it's like. You get five sure. left-brainers in a room. And you're like, you know, you know, I hear this part this way. Yeah. And suddenly oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that song is changing. And what happens is time goes by now, and it doesn't get done. Right. 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 So I think it's better to, to just have that one writer right. say, you know, I really, I'm really hearing it this way. I'm open to suggestions on how you want to play, but you yeah. know, the bottom line is going to be mine. Right. That's cool. now, now, tell us about your albums that you had. Uh, your first album was uh, it was it was self-titled. It was Joker. We Joker, were we were picked right. up by Red Light Records, uh, um, an indie label out of Chicago. To be honest, we had eight songs already on a demo of of that record that we were doing ourselves over at Hair Bear Studios in uh, Crestwood with Jeff Islinger. And um, once Mark from Red Light, you know, got a hold of it or heard of us and knew we had a strong following and a good buzz, he's like, "Hey, let's get you in the studio." I want to sign you for a couple, you know, a couple records, so on and so forth. So we went in and we did three brand new songs that we were writing at the time, and then he released it as Red Light. I see. Yep. And then, and then after that was uh, uh, another album, right? Second after album? that, yep. In uh, ninety, boy, one ninety one, ninety two, um, we released Cool Deal, which was the follow up to our first one, and that was also still on Red Light, but um, Mark had gotten um, good. And what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say sponsorship, but um, either way, BMG and Zoo Records got involved, and we're going to distribute um, Cool Deal. So that's and, what happened with that. Well, well something happened, and you know, it was only released in Japan, correct? That's true. Yes. What happened was, is you know, we 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 spent a full summer over at Pumpkin Studios with Gary Loizo and did the whole you know did the whole record. We went out to California and mastered it at one of the best mastering places we can, and then. I think what happened was music changed. Truthfully, yeah. is what happened. Um, the grunge came the in. Grunge the grunge era, The grunge yeah. really came in, and I think that, you know, a, a Joker, as well as many, many super talented acts from Chicago and across the whole USA, a lot of them were just dropped. They, wasn't, they, weren't, the, they weren't the happening thing anymore. I mean, honestly, that's what happened. So I think that after that happened, I think Mark over Red Lights probably decided, well, I have this product, it's finished, what am I going to do with it? And then I think he ended up uh, working out a deal with Sony in Japan. The same thing happened uh, uh, 10 years earlier, in 81, when uh, when Flock of Seagulls and stuff started hitting the airwaves and, and that kind of music started happening. Yeah. And, uh, all the 70s rock yeah. uh, just fell by the wayside. It did, didn't it? Yeah. And, and it's funny, you know, to this day, I, I think about what could have been. Um, and at the same time, I think of, of what it is now and all the things I probably wouldn't have that I cherish right now if something like that w- 
did yeah, happen. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess I'm a firm sure. believer in what is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, fate, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally fate. So you, so you guys went platinum in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> we, went platinum, we went platinum, never went there, and haven't seen a dime. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's funny. I mean, I could show you my, my social media stuff. I get, I re, I get re, friend requests, uh, interview requests from Japan all the time. Really? All the time to this day. So it's pretty funny. There's, there's an actual there's an actual guy and I and I apologize if he's going to listen to this podcast who who um, is from China and spends time or he may have moved to Toronto and he's following Joker he's like I'm a huge fan huge fan let me know when you're playing I'm going to try to fly in oh, and all cool. that. so it just blows my mind so you know somebody's playing it there somebody is playing someone it somewhere is, someone is definitely playing it there you know what's weird is that once occasionally you get a message on your messenger for Joker they're like hey I want to release you know cool deal in Japan get a hold of me and I'm like eh. well it's weird you know it's really weird that's the same thing happened to Cheap Trick Hey, for they didn't sure. hit it big until they went to Budokan. Oh, for sure, for sure. By the way, one of my hugest influences ever. Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know what's weird is you know I grew up on singers and songwriters of the '70s. My parents, I'm growing up and really had awesome taste in music. And we're talking Jim Croce and sure. and, and you know I'll even say John Denver and Carly Simon and James Taylor and all this. This is my Saturday. When right. I was a little kid growing up, was right. house cleaning to this great music. And then, you know, growing up, I had older brothers that listened to, you know, the new stuff coming up, which would have been Wings, Journey. And, sure. and really, it was always really melodic stuff, though. It wasn't, you know, I, you know, my brother listened to Sabbath, but I didn't get hooked on it. Right. You know, it was always right. the melodic stuff. And the, and the point I'm trying to make by bringing that up is, going back to Cheap Trick, is that my biggest influences happen to be like the Chicago bands, believe it or not, right. REO, Cheap Trick, right. Sticks. You know, I can even take it further and say off Broadway. Oh yeah. You know, things like that. But 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 you guys are known for some strong ballads too. Oh, uh, you have Lorraine off the self-titled. You have yeah. uh, you know October yeah. Wind off yeah. of Cool Deal. I mean, um, a little bit of Heaven was off a of Cool Deal too, right. which is a great. Yeah. It's a great. Uh, starts with the acoustic guitar. Starts with the acoustic. Yep. Starts. And you know what? To be honest, guys, and we could literally probably get in the room and throw out twenty ballads like in three months. Yeah. Ballads for yeah. it is is not a problem with Joker.
because going back to me again, I grew up with those sort of songs, and right. those are the songs that I think about and are in my wheelhouse, you know. So you say you got some new stuff coming out. Uh, you got some new songs. Uh, we are right now. Out. Right now, we've been uh, we've been collaborating and writing. Um, you know, maybe for the last six months, heavy. You know, prior to that, we were we were trying to collaborate in a full band setting, but again, it slows everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, How many songs you got uh, done already? Right now, we have five right now that, five right? that are in mixing process. Yeah. Okay, and another three that are in what we call the phone demo stage where it's a, oh, it's a full song, mm-hmm. um, but it's not done in a studio and all the parts are there. We just got to get in there and do it. Okay. So, and you would be surprised to know that two of them are ballads. All right. <laughs> imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, the, the, the types of the songs, um, the, the lyrics are really good. It really pertains to what's going on with us right now. That kind of thing. Um, as opposed to, you know, when you're 20 years old or 25 years old, it's very dreamy. It's very, what if I had this love relationship and oh my God and that kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, or are, you know, I lost my teenage girlfriend love relationship. I was like, but now it's, it's like real life. This yeah, shit. I had that relationship and boy, am I pissed. <laughs> this shit happened to me. <laughs> so it's, it's a little different, but, it, but it, it's, it's a lot more fun being a little older writing songs because you're mature, you're mature in your songwriting, you're mature in your abilities. So it just, right. it's a lot smoother. Time is a charade. Minds and hearts just follow. see a new cd out from you guys you know what that's that's really the goal it's really the goal i mean you know for the last we reunited in 2013 um we do have some songs that we wrote after we reunited none of them actually made it to the recording studio um but what's interesting is you know we've kind of we've we're trying to stay relevant and trying to play out we still have a very strong fan base that comes out even to the local clubs and we're so so grateful for that so this is kind of we're still alive, we're still breathing, and we still have people that want to hear new music. So that's really what it's about for us right now. We want to be relevant 
we want to continue to be creative. We want to continue to try to give some so of our fans. So what happened in 2013 that uh, you guys all of a sudden decided to put this back together? I, I really I really don't know. I mean, I could tell you over the years from 94 to 2013, every member of Joker did continue playing, and they were in different bands, different original bands, different cover bands. And I don't know what happened with Fate, and you know, I think it was Nick that probably got a hold of me and said, Hey, you know, let's, let's try to do something. Maybe we could, you know, become this or do this and do this. And from there we, we organized a meeting at a tequila bar. Oh, very good. Very good. And, um, and, and that's literally what happened. We sat down and, and obviously the chemistry has always been there. So now as an adult, as, as older adults, we're like, eh, do I, you know, Still kind of mad at you from 1992, but can I put it away? Can I put it away yeah. and be in a room with you for a while? I mean, it's so funny how that happens to musicians, but but it's true and it does happen. So that's kind of what happened, and we ended up um, writing some new songs, and and at the same time decided, well, if we're gonna go out and try to play some gigs, we probably learn some covers. So we did that too. Um, now back in the day, you didn't do any covers. We did. We always did. We always covers was always part of Joker show. However, they weren't the the covers of the day. I mean, we would do right, and we were highly influenced by by the Sweet. So we, so over the years, we did. <laughs> Little Willie actually landed on Cool Deal. Um, Fox on the Run, we did, um, okay. and just Sweet <laughs> okay, covers. Okay. And, and I think the reason why is we had five people in the band that were perfectly capable of singing and Sweet. Always had great harmonies. Right. right so right. we did that. We covered Cheap Trick, and we covered the stuff we wanted to cover right. from our idols right. in Chicago. As a matter of fact, well, back in the heyday, we had a full 20-minute medley of all Chicago artists. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yep, going back. I mean, we did. We, we covered Sticks. We covered Chicago. We covered Enough's Enough. We covered Off-Broadway. We did Cheap Trick. It was a full 20-minute song yeah. of oh. our Chicago idols. And what's interesting now is the cover aspect of our set these days is also medleys like we have one 36 minute monster medley we call it wow of the hairband era oh, okay so we so and it's continuous it's a 30 36 minute song now how long do you play uh, if you do a show now like like for instance you said you're playing a bourbon street coming up right? mm -hmm. on the ninth yeah yep. and uh, and what uh how it, long it'll be a two hour straight two hours straight. yeah two hours straight yeah you know, Are you playing in the back room back there um actually the front room, the front room? yeah the front room okay uh, it's great. You know, Kenny over at Bourbon Street is a good friend of mine. He's very generous to us, and uh, and we love playing there. It's a very central place. you got to remember, we're a South Side band for the most part, right. and most of our following is from the South Side. All right. right. So it's pretty cool. But, yeah, that's what we do. So so we do, you know, it's probably about 50% Joker originals and 50% um, covers in a medley sense. The other, right. the other medley we do is a 70s medley, which is, I mean, hits my heart every time because it's the guitar, vocal, yeah, rock right. that we grew up on. So to be right. able to go back and do those kind of things, and again, in a medley sense, it's a continuous song. It's fifty minutes. Well, well, I know. <laughs> you, I mean, your your songs have a lot of guitar harmonies. Yep, which was popular back in the eighties and, and back in the seventies, and, mm -hmm. and and a lot of vocal harmonies as well. That's it. That's that's what we are. That's what that's kind of what we do. Which is which is weird because you know when you look about when we got a record deal in the, in the late eighties and stuff, that's what we were. We weren't trying to sound like, you know. Um, the bands that were coming up, your Motley's and your Rats and stuff, we were just us. So a lot of times people back then would be like, well, who do you guys sound like? And I couldn't tell yeah. them. I couldn't tell them, oh, we sound like Dokken with, right. you know, with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, it was always just what we were, you know. Have you ever considered uh, recording your medleys? As a matter of fact, the 80s, uh, the 36-minute 
80s monster medley is recorded. We ended up recording it with uh, Jimmy Riley over at Perfect Sound in Downers Grove um, two summers ago. We haven't released it, but it's it's immaculate. It's beautiful. That's awesome. It's perfect. Now, now I, I understand you don't you don't uh, label your stuff as heavy metal, right? I I I don't think we do. I think there may be a few songs on the self-titled record that that are, that are really edgy and and a little bit harder. Right. But it's it's extremely difficult for me to label it heavy metal when there's vocal harmonies going. Right. <laughs> right. right. See what I had heard it it's uh, called heavy aluminum. Right. That's exactly what we used to call it heavy right. aluminum because it wasn't wasn't quite you know Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, but at the same time there was edgy parts of songs where you're like, wow, that's really, that's really hooky or that's really heavy right at that part. And right. then, of course, it would always go back to <laughs> that yeah, four-part harmony. It's music you can tent your turkey with. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> now, now, is is your new stuff similar to the 80s stuff or similar to the stuff that you wrote back then? Um, or or is, is, is it evolved a little bit? It's evolved for sure. The songwriting aspect of it has evolved um, a lot more for sure. But I can tell you that they're, they're, the songwriters are still edgier it might be a little more bluesy um okay. than, than past joker stuff as far as the riffs um and there's a couple songs we're working on that might have in, and might even be a little more progressive than what okay. the old joker would be however there's a couple songs that will fit totally into if you think of joker exactly what what would a new joker song sound like yeah it's there too so is joker and cool deal available cds joker and cool deal is available i believe on itunes Okay. Um, uh, cool deal. The self-titles is available on iTunes as well as a third CD um, that we released. Boy, um, back in '93, we recorded um, in Indiana. It's an EP, but that's also available on iTunes. Okay. And I think that one's called uh, Joker Last Hand. Okay. We had we never had intentions on releasing it. We were, I think, back in the day after the music started shifting, we went in. We had these songs, and our and our thought was. Hey, let's uh, let's record these and maybe shop for some new representation or a deal or something. Right, and and right. obviously, after that, the band kind of split up, and and it wasn't until years later that that CD became available. Okay. So, uh, so what um, what are you some what are you some some of your favorite songs to sing or some of your favorite songs from um, from the past from from your original? Are you stuff? talking about Joker songs? Yeah, or or, are you talking no, about no, no, original stuff? Original stuff. Um, yes, Joker stuff. Well, you know, the, I love singing the ballads. I mean, it, it, yeah. I have I have a soft spot uh, soft spot in my heart to sing ballads. I really do. I think that that ballad songs really strike people emotionally, and I'm that kind of guy myself. To where you know, I love hearing those ballads, and I love that people can pertain it to their life and then tell me how much it means to them. Right. So to me, you know, you take your songs like Lorraine and A Little Bit of Heaven and October Wind. Um, you know, Lorraine's about a love lost, obviously. Right. Um, um, October Wind is also about being sad because potentially, you know, your girl's leaving you. Um, a Little Bit of Heaven is, is... I thought Party for Your Life was about your girl leaving. Party for Your Life, you know, that the, those were the uppy tunes that, yeah. you know, that, that we had. And you got to remember, you know, coming into the, in the 80s, one of our biggest influences was Van Halen. And Van Halen, to me growing up, was about party, girls, cars. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what it yeah. is. That's what their lyrics are about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at least until Sammy got there. Then he, then he kind of made it more about love. Yeah. You know, Dave wasn't talking about love, as you <laughs> know. He ain't talking about love. Um, yeah, so the songs like Party for Your Life and those are always fun. However, the ballads, you know, I like singing the ballads the best. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so where can people find Joker if they're looking for you? Well, hopefully not my house because I do ha- <laughs> I do have a security camera. No, you you can find us on Facebook. I mean, the, the biggest way to find us on, is probably on Facebook. We have a lot of followers, and, and I think that that's the easiest place to find us. You can also check us out on Twitter, okay. or you can check us out on Instagram. We have yet to do a Snapchat, but that could be kind of fun, too. You have a website? <laughs> Um, we have a new website actually under construction, so okay. there's not a website I'm going to steer anyone okay. to okay. at this point. Okay. So you got a show. The only show you got coming up is Bourbon Street right now. That's right. And yep, we're we're, uh, we're concentrating on recording our new songs, and right now we got the Bourbon Street coming up on November 9th. Um, to be honest, and when we reunited, we decided that we didn't. Although we are playing covers, we don't want to be a saturated cover band where we're playing this club this night and then next weekend we're here and next weekend we're here we try to make our show special to the people that are seeing them so truly i mean we're doing three or four tops a year in the chicago area that's okay. it all righty all right well thanks very much for uh, oh thank you guys thank i you appreciate it i appreciate it thank you so much this was a lot of fun yes it was thank you thanks that was tony angala from uh, joker and uh and uh, they've, they're a great band. They've got some new music coming up, too. Yeah, and they're going to be out and about uh, doing some live shows this weekend at Bourbon Street. Uh, you can get out there and see them. Uh, it's refreshing to see somebody that's uh, still out there trying to make uh, you know their own original music. Yes, it is. And uh, they, they've, uh, they've got some great stuff, some great music out there, too. Yeah, you should, uh, you should check them out. And make sure you check us out on uh, all your favorite podcast download subscription thingies out there. Make sure you like and share our Facebook page. And our thingies? Our thingies. You know, yeah. this, uh, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, yeah those thingies. Yeah, sure. So, uh, all righty. Uh, I hope you enjoy this week's show. Uh, make sure you tune in again next week for our another episode. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening. Oh,